0: This is London's Free Thinking Comedy Club. That does not mean that we are here to be offensive. It just means that we are here to laugh at comedy, understanding that none of this is meant specifically to be about you, you fucker. It's not about you. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, that's very disappointing. I'm so sorry, Madam. <laughs>
1: My name's Andrew Doyle. This is the first Comedy Unleashed podcast, and we're recording here at the Backyard Comedy Club, where we hold Comedy Unleashed every second Tuesday of the month. I'm joined by Jeff Norcott, who is performing tonight. Hello, Jeff. Good
0: evening. Are you well? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Looking forward to trying out some new gear. Yeah. You've done this a few times now. I have. I've done, I think I've done a proper set a couple of times, but I've also tried out a lot of stuff. So they've had to sort of tolerate me reading off a, a laptop. Yeah, they're a pretty but tolerant, audience, aren't they? They're tolerant. I think they can't like that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? There's that weird sort of punky thing that you just come out literally. There's I mean, not much punky about having a sort of uh, MacBook Pro, but you, know, <laughs> you just come out and you go, all right, this is what it is. There's a sort of garagey comedy feel that you're just doing it on the fly. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the only, the, the interesting thing about this gig, though, is, is it's not always the stuff that absolutely flies here is going to work yeah. elsewhere, but right. it gives you a fairly, you know, because they've got some quite sort of discerning taste here, so it doesn't always yeah. completely transpose to a radio show or TV record.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you're because you're known as being, like, the right-wing comedian, or that's yeah. what these
0: people sort of... Say. Is that an unfair thing to say? No, you say? no, I think... I mean, the thing is, you'd probably say centre-right and all that, yeah. but it just gets a bit... You know, you, there's a lot of comedians, uh, left-wing comedians, that you would probably say are probably centre-left, but if yeah. you get into that thing of... Describing everyone exactly which position on their dial, it gets a bit yeah, yeah. kind of panicky. So it's might as well say right-wing comedian. But... Um I suppose, I suppose that probably does give an impression that's perhaps a bit harder than what I am, in a yeah, way. Yeah, there's not much difference between centre-left and centre-right, really. No, there's, there's not, there's you not. Know? And I think um, my, my whole thing for the last year or so has been like, actually, I'm not controversial at all. That's the whole yeah. point, is like where I am politically, probably is in the absolute centre of British politics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you were yeah. to pick a medium point, that's me. So I've sort of started taking the piss out of that fact. Yeah, yeah. Just saying, yeah, oh, I'm so edgy, I'm so controversial, <laughs> you know, my views, you know, of thinking that maybe five years old is too young for a child to pick their own gender fucking
1: out there. That's sort of
0: what a lot of people think. Hence why I've started a podcast called What Most People Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sort of, in the end of the day, most of my views, I mean, populism has become a loaded word, but it's sort of like a friendly populism where you just think, yeah, I've kind of probably got the average take on most things, but somehow in this weird world of ours, that average take is this radical proposition. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get the kind of flack that, say,
1: certain... Comics in the past who would be described as right wing would get like, but I, you seem to be the, the one that everyone,
0: the well, right wing, I do everyone loves. sometimes. I <laughs> oh, do, do I do sometimes, not from within the industry, but like, there are punters out there. There's still a few that just need to hear that trigger word, like Tory or yeah, yeah, lead yeah. voter or stuff. Um, I when I did question time the other week. Um, I did a slightly playful sort of like call out of Donald Tusk, you know, saying, yeah, that yeah. why has he never come on?" You know, question time. Why? Yeah, I saw it, and it was, was a fair show. And it was started by Andrew Marr, you know, who's been around. He's done a few quite a few political interviews over the time. So if he's asking it, it's, it's a question that's worth asking. Yeah. The the kickback off it was savage. Yeah. How you idiot like really savage like they all they all went for your stupidity like he yeah. could never come on one of these shows and you know it's its ridiculous to ask and it and it sort of showed the degree this weird degree to which there's a certain kind of Remainer yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that like yeah. venerates Tusk and that crew now like yes. like they're the sort of rock gods I
1: don't something. get this I don't, this is one thing I find with a lot of left wingers I mean most of my left wing friends voted Remain yeah uh, and they all venerate Tusk and Verhofstadt and Barnier and Juncker and these are
0: all yeah. these are all right-wing politicians. Like, like I this, is, this, is, this, is, this is, doesn't make and any sense. Politicians, to me. like you know, what I mean, I have like I only go by like who's saying stuff that that appeals to me. I don't, oh. I don't have this kind of hero worship or this this modern cult of politicians. I mean, that also extends to people like Johnson and Reese Mogg. I don't, yeah. I'm not that into personality politicians. I just, yeah. I just want to hear ideas. Yeah. And, and similarly to that end when people sort of say to me like patronise me where they go oh you know that guy well you know he, he went to private school and stuff and I'm like well, why would I give a shit yeah, about where someone went to in school yeah. <laughs> like, you shouldn't give a shit about that to the same extent someone shouldn't write me off because I went to school in Wandsworth it's not yeah, like yeah. it doesn't make you a better or, or, or worse person yeah yeah for the uh, now show next week so it's going to be more yeah it's going to be quite twee to be honest <laughs> if you just know as a joke go. you wouldn't normally say that here that's for that's a now show just quickly on the Brexit front I mean it, you know <laughs> talk about if it weren't happening, maybe just keep it fucking rolling on, do you know what I mean? It's been massively entertaining, let's not let it go, you know? If this was a Netflix franchise, we'd be... We'd just be killing off someone, but not killing off Brexit, just a a person, maybe, shouldn't really advocate political assassinations in the current climate, but... Um... Gig always fucking does it, within mean, like twenty seconds of being on stage I've said something awful, but you know that's be honest, that's why you're here.
1: should we talk a bit about comedy? Because obviously mm. when, when I set up Comedy Unleashed with Andy Shaw, the idea was basically, you know, we, we want to encourage no self-censorship. So yeah. we said free speech, but what we really meant by that is don't worry about, you might, you might offend yeah. someone. It's not a safe space, basically. That was yes, the sort of yeah. thing. Um, in fact Ria who hosts often she made a really good she described it really well which is that it's a safe space for the comics not yeah. for the audience so they can just try anything and be anything and you cultivate an yeah, audience that's a good way of putting it, yeah. and I think um, that's because so, I'm I suppose my concern is when we co- when we said it was free speech by the way everyone yeah. said it's a right wing night then. Yeah, of you're, you're, you're right wingers and, and I'm not of but course that's but that's
0: the kind of concerning thing in a way is that, that, that the writers become deemed to own free speech oh, and you weird, think we're yeah. like, roughly a similar age like you know throw back 20 years yeah, yeah. and come and tell our younger selves that like, oh by the way in 20 years time the the idea of free speech will be associated with the right. We'd have laughed in their faces. No, 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 the right are censorious and cranky and weird, you know, and this is where, this is where we're at.
1: Yeah. But I've got a bit of flat for pointing out and um, just criticizing, not in a nasty way, but just, just criticizing Nika Burns's speech at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival last year about woke comedy and how she's looking forward to the new generation of woke comics that are going to set the parameters of what's acceptable to say. And to me that, That yeah. And, and and to me that that's, that's quite damaging to the art form because,
0: it's just odd. That, I think it's just an odd thing for somebody that's been in and around comedy and also through various generations of it being quite, you know, by turns blokey, political, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those things is that the parameters. Is it, well, I can find the exact quote for you yeah, if you yeah. Like, but, but, but
1: yeah, I, I'll, I'll do that now. But, um, I just, I just find that I think the idea of, of self-censorship in art generally is always going to yeah. lead to bad things. I don't believe the comics are being censored. I don't believe that there are people no, no, saying no, you no. can, I, no. and I've never said it. I keep being told I think it, but I've never, I don't think it. No, no. Um, but I do think people are thinking in terms of, if you have establishment figures like that pushing for this kind of woke comedy trend. Mm. And if, the, and if a lot of TV commissioners are pushing for this woke comedy thing, which they are, then obviously people are going to start self-censoring and thinking and anticipating what's going to be acceptable. And they're not going to take those risks anymore. I well, mean, what and do you think? Also-
0: Oh, and what's odd as well is that the, the thing that the industry is up against is that there is there is quite a, a strong niche live audience for that kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, but once you're trying to make television programs and radio shows where you need a mass audience, like th- those values don't don't play out. Those shows aren't gonna uh, That's it. attract you know big broad audiences, which the industry needs the revenue from. So when it comes exactly. to if when you look at the shows that are doing well, you know there was a few articles recently about oh no you know nobody wants to hear from like white middle-aged comedians that one, and you yeah. thought, well, you know, actually if you look at pure numbers and, and people that are doing well, I mean, I mean, take Louis C.K. for an example. Yeah. Is people want to hear from him to the point where they're actually willing to turn a blind eye to, you know. Because he makes them laugh. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, when, they're so wanting to hear from him, they're willing to stop thinking about his dick and and just listen to what he's saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, when when The Guardian ran a headline <laughs> saying, you know, if you laugh at Louis C.K. now you're complicit in his act, yeah. do you sort of think you don't really understand how laughter works, do you? Like no, no, when, when I start something funny, I don't think, sit there and think, should I laugh at that? Is that okay? It's an involuntary, It's, light, then, it's got. it's done. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you laugh at things you shouldn't laugh at. I found this quote for you. So this is yeah. what she said. So this is what Nika Burns said. She said, today it is the woke movement, which is setting an ever evolving agenda as it seeks to establish a clear marker for what is unacceptable today. And I just, I, I just don't think this is, uh, yeah. a, you know, I think that's, that's the establishment message though, at the moment in the, in the comedy industry, I feel.
0: Um, I think it's getting rebounded back to them though, isn't it? Yeah. And, 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 and the public don't, because that's not what they want from comedy. They're not no, looking no. for, it's a very weird thing. It's very hard to be funny when you take yourself seriously. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Have you ever seen that when like, when a comic kind of like gets heckled and then reacts without humour or it's a humourless reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. audience immediately turn on them because that's the last thing you're supposed to do. That's it. Is take yourself seriously. So if you suddenly see yourself as like the moral arbiter yeah, or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. I find this That's so weird, peculiar because like, there are two reasons I don't like this woke movement in terms of comedy and one of them is I feel it's really patronizing to minority groups because it's saying you can't take a joke and you can't listen to certain things yeah, and yeah. you need like I don't want to sit there I don't want someone to say you can't listen to someone go joke about sex- homosexuality because you'll be upset as a gay man I don't want hmm. that I don't want to be pampered you know and so yeah. there's that but the second thing is the idea that comics are meant to be educators not entertainers that that these audiences are these malleable creatures uh-huh. that are that are really you know they're really you can't joke in a dodgy way around them otherwise they'll take it literally and go out and fucking you know Well, that's
0: what i thought the last thing i'd be really disturbed if anyone particularly with me came to shows like like looking to be politically informed from stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what i'm trying to do is like you know from the position that i find myself on the political spectrum yeah. is to just shed a bit of light and how i see politics and yeah, if yeah. some people find that funny you know, the idea every once in a while, you have a little gem where you think like, hopefully the audience haven't looked at it that way before, but even yeah. then it's not a question of thinking that they're going to sort of pivot 360 and suddenly <laughs> change how, how they feel, but just at a pause, for, oh, that's, that's not a bad take, you know what I mean? Or, or, or we had a point there, but the yeah. idea that, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like that old in The Twelfth Night, isn't it? There's that, who's that character in it? Um, Toby Belch. Yeah, uh, so he's it. that famous thing, like uh, that quote, yeah, does thou think because thou art a Puritan, there should be no more cakes and ale? And he says that to Malvolio. To Malvolio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, now Malvolio is like yeah. <laughs> sort of like if he would be the kind of woke comedian. Well, I isn't suppose. it
1: just just anyone who is moralizing and saying, you know, I know yeah. better than you, and you should behave like this? Even if they're right, I still find them quite funny yes. as as a, as a figure, you know, as a figurehead, and and we should poke fun at those people, I think. You
0: know, well, yeah, and and I think that that argument is like there's so much um, traction for it out there. I think in in a way, the danger, what I'm finding at the moment, is that that. It, it, a lot of comedy is now leaning towards that way. You know, even yeah, comedians yeah. Who perhaps wouldn't identify as right of centre or like libertarian and stuff. Yeah. Suddenly, realising this is quite yeah, yeah. fertile territory. So the, the job is to not deliberately change what, what you're saying, but just to be ahead. Of your own curve and think, yeah, sure. okay, I've had a good dialogue about that for you know a couple of years, and yeah. and what's the next thing for me comedically? You yeah, know? absolutely.
1: What, and what do you think yours is?
0: Well, I suppose like the next tour is called um, Taking Liberties, and and I suppose it's quite a broad thing because on the one hand, it just sounds like a cockney taking the piss. You yeah, know? yeah. Jeff North taking liberties. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it depends, right? So that's for like your kind of working class with this. but if you're yeah. a radio 4 sort of like, oh, taking liberties, that sounds interesting. Yeah, kind so, that's so Great. I, I, sort of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone will think about it in that much depth, but I suppose. The idea was just realising like once you because I've spoken a lot about you know my party politics and yeah. Brexit and stuff and who knows where that will be by September but yeah. you suddenly get more interested and you go well why do I feel think these things you know yeah. what I mean like what is it in me what is what is the sort of beating political heart of me? Yeah. And and I think the main thing is I hate being told what to do. I right, hate there we go. It. There we go. I just I despise it. And my whole life, when I look back, if there's one concurrent threat, is that like, I hate people having power over me. Yeah. And, and then once you sort of establish that, then it makes sense of like, yeah, of course I wouldn't want to be in the EU. Why would I want more government? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it. of course. You know I wouldn't want a sort of patrician type sort of a Labour government. You know, I mean, not that the Tories always any better in that respect at, at, at the moment. And and you know on nanny state regulations and all that stuff, and you go, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm just I'm just like uh, I just really hate people having power <laughs> I, I totally share yeah. that
1: I hate authority figures no, I don't hate yeah. them but you know what I mean I don't trust it I don't trust too much authority I don't trust the state yeah. to decide uh, that's why I don't support hate speech laws because I don't trust the state to know the difference between a, a joke that has been misjudged and someone calling for violence because they don't give know the them back As
0: well, that's the thing when the state when the state adopts powers, whatever circumstances are in which they happen, they rarely say, "Oh, you know that situation in which we adopted those powers." Yeah, uh, we we've seen that it's changed, and we'd really like. Oh, can't wait to give those back. To yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen, is it? No, it, no. So, so I'm I'm just, just suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah of yeah. of of that kind of power. And so I suppose that's informing um, a lot of it. And then, and then of course, you know, it's all, it's never changed for me. Like as much as political as my shows have been, there's always a dimension of it. that's just yeah. normal stand-up as well. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. personally, I don't think anyone would want to have like an hour of out and out of politics, you, you know? know? Yeah. And that's not what I'd, I would never do. So it's probably always going to be, about a third of it will be, you know, like politics as it's happening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A third will be sort of social commentary and then maybe a third will be the sort of stand-up, you know, yeah, yeah. sort of more familiar Live at the Apollo type yeah. stuff, which is kind of what I've always done to yep. a point. But now, you know, it's just you get, you know, known for a certain thing, but there's no point writing the political stuff now. Yeah. Because yeah. – And also you want to move on and do something – yeah, yeah yeah i mean like and i i really do think that by the time we get to september depending on what happens with brexit in the near future i think that people could so, politics will become so localized yeah, yeah do you know what exactly. i mean people are so bored and wanting to talk about other stuff you go literally from supranational fucking like superstates, down to potholes yeah like it <laughs> yeah, people okay. would people would just flip and it would all be about the bollards at the end of their road yeah, yeah. I forgot what the fuck I was talking about there. <laughs> Happened a kid, right? Because my wife said to me when she was pregnant, she said, you know, Jeff, it's the modern era. You've got to do an equal share of the parenting." I went, hey, whoa. i <laughs> have uh, gone in high there's an equal. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a naturally symmetrical audience? <laughs> as the thing, immediately after one person kicks over at the thing, the rest of it would be high though, yeah, I like, really? no, i not really know.
1: I, th- I think what we do here at Comedy and Leisure, I think people think we're just a political night, but actually, we, we comedians talk about whatever they want. You know, we're not interested. Yeah. In, we're not interested in that. I mean, how do you find it performing here, particularly with this audience? Because
0: I think we've cultivated a certain type of audience. You know, well, I think that, that I sort of like it's a pressure, but a good pressure because I, I love electronic sort of dance music, house music, trance and stuff. So, man, and I know that when this doesn't happen so much in comedy, but. Um, but when DJs are booked, you know, you are say, yeah. like, oh, that night's quite a hard night. Do you know what I mean? Or oh, that one's quite a dark techie night. So I've always seen this one as like, oh, this is like, you know, if you've got a record bag of material, yeah. the crowd are going to want to hear your sort of more out, out there stuff yeah, to yeah, a yeah. point. So they like you to sort of take a risk and there's that, that great feeling here is when you sort of go down a road and you sort of normally you might go yeah I don't know because it's really you know it's a, it's a big size room to be trying out stuff in Yeah, uh, you sort of think no maybe not but then they sort of draw you out and they make you say it Yeah, yeah, yeah they're exactly. <laughs> sort of, they're exactly. sort of uh, complicit in it. But it's funny
1: because I've seen that misinterpreted I saw, I saw a review where uh, it was Constantine Kissing actually talking about his you know the behavioural agreement form that he, yes, he was going yeah. to sign at uh, a, a university gig And he read that out and people were basically laughing because the concept is quite funny of of someone sending out. Um, But someone in the press misinterpreted this and said that the, the audience seemed to be jeering at the idea of being nice to people. And I thought, well, this is not well, This is clearly not what they're jeering at. They're jeering yeah. at the idea of some po faced authority figure saying, you must say this, you can't say that in a comedy gig. You know, that's what was funny I, about it. I think it. it's
0: funny, like, it's also whether people hold you in bad faith. Now, one, of, it, one of the it. issues I've got with people that are perhaps, like, very different from, you know, very middle class or perhaps woke or a bit younger is they hear me talk or they see the way I act. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes they hold my material in bad faith. And right. An example, so I was doing this for a show that might be coming out late this year, but with a panel of students, and I was talking about – trans issues and I was actually striking a reasonably pro-trans note right? yeah. and and the basic tenet of what I was saying was look I kind of admire anybody just like being asked to go through it it's a lot of you know it's a lot of things to do I said yeah. oh, I've got a bag you know I've got a bag of clothes in the boot of my car it's been there for 18 months and I was supposed to take them to the clothes recycling bank and I haven't done anything yeah. you know so that was the basic principle of it right? yeah, so there's yeah. a joke at the end of it But they were like, at the end for the show, they were analysing it and they were going, you know, I thought it's just a bit harsh the way you like um, related um, trans people to a bag of clothes in your boot. I went, that wasn't what I was saying at all. Like I'm saying, like I'm I'm (laughs) comparing something really big that you could change versus something really tiny and insignificant that I have failed to do. And I'm actually coming out on the side of trans people, which I think would maybe like surprise my normal audience, but... I was saying, but that maybe is because of how I am, right? They've got their own prejudice. They hear yeah, me speaking yeah. with this accent and in this way seeming like a bit of an Essex bloke or whatever. And, and so that's the the, the faith that they held my material in. And you think it's ironic, isn't it? Because they wouldn't think probably that they were prejudiced on, on a class basis yeah, yeah. in that way.
1: Oh, there's a lot of it, I think. Yeah. And, and I mean, I have exactly the same experience insofar as I'm always told of these secret beliefs that I have, that I'm not aware that I have. And it's, yeah, that, yeah. it's that thing of just, just, I'm always told I'm right wing. I'm always told what my politics are but, but
0: none of it is true do well it? I mean what happens and you like, I've, I've had this to a point as yourself is like they look they look at who thinks you're funny sometimes and that's they it. try and draw a line say, I don't give a fuck like if somebody thinks I'm funny I just think well they were right on that case yeah they've got They're, good taste that's life. all it is yeah, in, yeah, on that moment they had really good taste in comedy yeah and, and I don't give a shit about anything else because I'm, I'm secure in my motives for, yeah, exactly, for doing stuff exactly. but they don't like that because they think that in a way that if they attack you enough you should I mean that's the thing I, one thing I think at the moment moment is whatever happens is i just ne- never apologize yeah, I, I really I'm totally with you on that i, I don't I, understand comedians doing it
1: they're doing it all the time now it seems to be like a thing you do like you, you tell a joke but and apologize water, like, yeah, yeah.
0: For a joke. you can like be disappointed it was a shit joke or, but, or that you misjudged it and you yeah, fucked it up or whatever just but dis- i'd be disappointed on a professional level yeah like you know and if, if someone like recorded you a new material i'm like was well, a fucking new material exactly I mean, do you know what i mean i don't care
1: i find that i find that really infuriating that comedians count out of that
0: it's it's, it's it, mad because you you because the thing is what happens is you lose both parties yeah, you do. the people that wanted the apology secretly didn't want it, right? And then the people that respect you for doing the joke were like, well fuck that guy. Exactly. Do you know what I, mean? I laughed at his joke. He's now essentially sort of vilified me, you know, yeah. he's taken me down with him. And it's never, never enough apologize. anyway, because yeah, yeah. when you apologize, they'll attack
1: you for that. They'll say, Well, why did you do it in the first place? Or well, you didn't apologize. I mean, yeah. Kevin Hart apologised for those jokes years ago. I know. And then yeah. he has to apologize all over again for the jokes and why? I mean, it doesn't make the any. The only thing sense. I
0: suppose, in a way that I've got on my side, is that I think because of on a certain on the left, like there will be a certain kind of person that will hold a dim view of me instinctively. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if anything, I would probably exceed their expectations most of the time. Yeah. So they think I was going to be a heartless kind of bigoted prick. Yeah. yeah. And then when I'm slightly above that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's something to be said for low expectations, right? <laughs> if you just come in slightly above that threshold, just like you know what, I watched him for an hour and he, and he wasn't racist.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're setting my bar so low. I mean, this is one thing that I've thought for a while about Brexit is like, you know, these dystopian predictions of yeah. like no deal and all this kind of stuff. And you think like, well, you, you make it, people and make all these jokes about, oh, we're going to be eating dead pigeons and fighting in the street or something. Um, but you're actually lowering the expectations because yeah. then if it comes in anything above that, people go, well, actually we were, you know, we was eating, uh you know, we were, <laughs> we was eating like pigeon shish and you know, it, was quite, it was quite nice uh, you know, and the fights were umpired correctly and so anything above this raging dystopia that they predicted yeah, yeah, now, yeah. now you can refer them back to what they said and be- say, well it wasn't
1: that these are fantasists you know a lot of them they are fantasists and they believe they, this, they think that this night comedy unleashed which is a loads of people on the stage telling racist jokes and yeah. then it's like we've never had a racist person perform here like why no. would I do that why would I want that to happen you know I'm not interested in that it's not funny no. like,
0: racism isn't funny joking about race can be funny yes, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the well, that, I mean, the that's one thing I think is great about here is that, is that I thought for a while, you know, a, the American kind of comedy market is a little bit more evolved in that way, that even white guys can discuss race on yeah. some level. Yeah. But here, my God, you just feel everybody's arsehole snap shut, do not they? When, like it? the moment you mention a certain word. Like, even if you just say, yeah, no, so I was in my house and then I, was, I looked at him and I saw a black guy. You just feel when it goes. And there's because attention. of me as there's well, attention. like the way yeah. I sound, yeah, they're yeah. like, where's he going with this? He's going to say something racist. And you think that is... It's just sad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's sad that... I've I'm-
1: had so many criticisms over the past week of people criticising my comedy who've never seen me. That was really interesting. Yeah. I'd want- Actually, I've got to read this. So I had a tweet today, which was astonishing. And he was describing, this is what Andrew Doyle does when he goes on stage. right? And this guy has clearly never seen me. And he says, where is it? So these are presumptions people are drawing from... Some just my Spiked articles, maybe, or the fact that I run Comedy Unleashed, which is a free speech comedy night. And they'll never come. And we always reply and say, oh, come along and see it for yourself. They're like, I'm not going near that. Yeah, yeah. But this is what this guy says. Darkness, a single spotlight. Andrew Doyle approaches the mic. The atmosphere is electric with anticipation and the frisson of danger and transgression. He clears his throat, looks around at the crowd, says, queers though, lol. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he thinks I do. Yeah. But that's what he really thinks I do. Like, it's not even... It's not even... I think he believes that that's what I do. Well, and he doesn't know I'm gay, for one thing, clearly. Yeah. But, but, but but he thinks that that's what
0: I do. That, and I and, mean, actually, the way he said that, for you then to say that, being be a gay funny. man, he's actually quite funny. He actually might he, use it, but not about for, it. But not, re- <laughs> not for the reasons that he said. Do
1: you know what? I might just open my next act like that.
0: Yeah. Queers, though. Well, actually, that's quite funny. It, it's,
1: funny if, <laughs> it's
0: funny if people know you're gay, but it's that, yeah. funny... <laughs> He doesn't know that, so he's sort of like the victim of the joke on on two levels. I love that he's he's he, yeah he's basically made a joke at his own
1: expense without knowing. And j- giving would you he, a bit of material. Good on him. Uh, you know, sometimes these trolls are helpful. They
0: can. <laughs> yeah, they can be. Racist? <laughs> <Wait>, <it? laughs> oh, <laughs> telling me I'm a fucking racist because I voted Leave, right? The racist? <laughs> what? Working class people on the fucking front line of racial integration. Do you know what I mean? We actually got friends in those communities. Yeah, you know, our kids might even be classes with those people. They might come over for tea. Our kids might date people from that community. Don't fucking tell me about racism when it all comes down to fucking artisan bread. Fuck you. Like... Yeah, we well, you know who's gonna come. on pick the strawberries or work at Pratt. Oh, wow, I didn't. That's what the EU was there for. That's why you economic oompa-loompas. <laughs> and then we have to, to go and write for childcare. What you got coming up, Jeff? Uh, so I've got the podcast. What most people think, I'm trying to do it every other Thursday. So it'll be, I said it was bi-weekly, but then apparently that means twice a week. And Is that like, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Means something on you know I mean? Tuesday. Um, and and so I'm trying to get that out there. And I'm also on tour uh, in New autumn with my new show, um, Taking Liberties. Brilliant. And uh, yeah, I'll be around trying material out for that. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction as well. I've got. I've got I've got uh, a few bits I'm excited about tonight, but I'm, I'm trying to work out which bit of it I think um, will land because there's some of it right. I'm doing tonight which is quite Radio Four, right? Because yeah. you've got to fit it a little bit. But yeah. I reckon those that will be the bit sort of bomb. Well, let's see because they'll go. What's this twee shit? <laughs> <laughs> you never know,
1: right? Yeah, it might yeah. be the best. I, but anyway, yeah, but look forward to seeing it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks very much, Jeff.
0: Thanks for having us on. Right, oh, that's, that's it for now check out the Comedy Unleashed YouTube channel or Facebook page. We're also on Twitter. And if you'd like to see the full lineups for future gigs, check out comedyunleashed.co.uk. We hold gigs on the second Tuesday of every month, and it would be great to see you there. Lastly, don't forget to click on the subscribe button for the Comedy Unleashed podcast. And then as we drop new interviews with comedians as they come off stage or about to go on stage, uh, then they will drop into your podcast app. Lovely. See you next time.